0: A brewery that's donating 100% of their proceeds are are breweries that are committed to diversity. They don't even wanna be in the photos. They want to just have us have an impact in the community. And that to me, if we accomplish nothing else, that's changed and that's built and it's ongoing. And I'm very proud of uh, our relationship with these breweries, but I'm also very proud of the brewery's openness to hear us when we call them out sometimes and say, you know what? This ain't cool. It's not always fun in games. But I think that's part of yep. the relationship. I hope we can continue to grow um, in the breweries because that's truly how we're gonna have the impact larger than of ourselves is really getting everybody involved in and realizing it's not just my cause because I wanna see a minority person next to me. Diversity makes things better. Diversity of thought, diversity of flavor, diversity of food, and now it's diversity of beer. When you add diverse people, things are better.
1: Hello, this is Tanya Smart, and thank you for coming back to the Smart Chronicles. In this episode, episode four, I interview a group of craft beer enthusiasts, This group, who go by the name of Shades of Hops, they are a group of African American beer lovers. And no, I'm not talking about a group of people that sit around drinking beer just for the sake of drinking beer. In July, I had the pleasure of interviewing four of the five founding members whose government names are Janelle, Maul, John, Hank, and Mike. I had the pleasure of speaking to them about the pure enjoyment they get from breaking down the complexities of craft beer. But we also talked about diversity and inclusion and breaking stereotypes, whether gender or racially based. They are among a growing population of African-American craft beer enthusiasts and brewers. It should be noted that, like many other industries, breweries have been negatively impacted by covid in June of this year, amid the shaky economy and social unrest, over a thousand breweries in 15 countries agreed to support the Black is Beautiful initiative. What is this initiative? Well, Black is Beautiful is a collaborative initiative to bring awareness to racial injustices. Recently, the members of Shades of Hops partnered with local brewing companies, Ardwolf and Main and Six. of the proceeds are being donated to a charity that has a mission or foundation based on racial equality and justice. 100% of the proceeds is going to impact the community of Jacksonville, Florida. Now lastly, lastly, I wanted to thank you for your patience as we maneuver through obstacles such as distance as it relates to interviewing our guests. As we continue to rely on technology, we will learn to adjust to make this a better listening experience for you. Thank you for your time and enjoy the Smart Chronicles.
2: Okay, this is Tiny Smart with the Smart Chronicles. I am here with the team from Shades of Hops and we're just going to discuss what this group does. They are some beer drinkers, more more specifically, they are lovers of craft beer and I'll just read to you what their mission statement is says that we are a group of friends who noticed that while the beer we drink is diverse sometimes the people surrounding us coming to drink it are not so what did we do we decided to create shades of hops to foster an environment that is inclusive to all beer drinkers while highlighting and promoting all the great things in people that represent diversity in the craft beer culture simply put we are diverse people celebrating the diversity of beer okay All right. So that says a lot. So I think that lets the the listener know that we are dealing with uh, diverse people who want to really just open up people's minds and their experience to beer and maybe different populations that may not have felt welcome or felt that that, that beer was something that they would be into whether or not it's a hobby or anything along those lines. So what I'm going to do is I am going to ask each person who is part of Shades of Pop to just give a, a short, brief introduction of, of who you are, and it can be um, whatever you want it to be in terms of what you think would be important to the listener. It can be very short and, and sweet. So it's up to you. So I'm going to open the floor to Shades of Pops.
0: Ladies All
3: right.
0: How about to say, I say I'm like I'm on top of the screen first. But um my name is Janelle Bacote. Um I started getting into craft beer, I want to say two thousand and five. Um it is my passion, my love, my fake boyfriend.
2: <laughs> Keeps me warm. Thank you, Janelle. Uh, yeah, no, uh, oh go ahead,
3: go ahead, Hank.
4: All right, so um uh, my name is Anthony Hankerson, but I go by Hank. Um, I'm an amateur craft beer brewer at home, so I do some home brewing. And I started drinking craft beer back in 2010 when I joined the Navy. So I love getting together, going to festivals, drinking beer, and learning about new things.
3: Yeah, um, my name is Maul Baker, uh, born and raised here in Jacksonville. Um, I actually got into craft beer um, in 2011. It was like a few weeks before my birthday. Um, I actually like to be on message boards, and I just saw a discussion on it, and uh, just read a few posts about it, and uh, ventured out to Bull City, and haven't looked back since. Hi, hey, um,
5: I'm Mike Lawrence. I'm from originally from Nova Scotia, Canada. I grew up here in Jacksonville, and uh, you know, I've, I've known Maul probably damn nearer, my whole life. So, but, uh, I, I started drinking crap beer probably around the same time he did. Um, you know, just, just hanging out with him and just going to different breweries and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's about it.
2: Nova Scotia. Okay. So th- we've got four of you all here. How many of you all are, are there in the group that make up shades of hops mall?
3: Yeah, um, the the people that you have here, and also John, you know, we're hoping that he'll join us later. And uh, just kind of to add to that, we're we're trying to get to the point where you know we kind of consider ourselves at this moment a social like, and we want to get to the point where anybody we come out um, come in contact with who want to help support us, we we um, consider them a member of the group as well. So it's like, yeah, you might have your founding members, but we also want to make sure our extension um, extends to Orlando or Philly or Atlanta. So, you know, just things like that. So if I go or any one of us members travels to a different city, we might have some representatives there that can, you know, hold us down, Um, not just with beer, just with other stuff, just, you know, turning the social, you know, social club into more than just drinking beer. And, uh, you know, I'll turn it over to anybody else want to add to that. Well, just like Jamal
4: said, it, it's, it's a thing that we want to make sure that we're incorporating everyone into the picture. Even when it's a new brewery that's opened up, we want to make sure that we're representing that brewery, that, um, the people that we have in our group on a day-to-day.
2: Okay. So, you've been in existence since March of 2019. Can you walk me through like, what it is that you all do? So you gave me your mission. What your mission is to um, really just open people up to the experience of of beer drinking, and really based on um, some of the the places that I've seen you all go to and visit, it's it's not just you know it's not just a regular beer. It's not just Bud. It's craft, very distinct beer, um, and it's it's a certain type of person who wants to experience that. So you've given me your mission, and and, and quite possibly your vision as well of what you want to see what is that you do um, in terms of how how do you put all of this into action and so i'll bring it back to and i'll make that a little bit shorter bring me back to the beginning of how this all started meaning like your first event so i'm sure you mm. all knew each other you were lovers of craft beer and i'm sure this was the conversation you had for a while but in t- bring me back to the first event that you had where you said okay we are a group with Shades of Hops. This is, this is what we do. It kind of came on in bits and pieces. So
0: as, as you look now, everybody kind of came in at different times. So I think how this kind of started originally is, I think Maul said it, we were all individual people. Like I blog on my own. I was going to festivals and stuff on his own. He was also doing some um, uh, boxing and beer. I would see um, Hank at different events and stuff. And so initially, like we started pairing up individually, and I think there was a point, I remember me and, and Mall. we used to always see each other at World of Beer, and we sat down and we said, yeah. we need to do something more official. So before we were Shades of Hops, we were um, doing stuff under kind of something that Mall had already started, which was around um, Black and Bruce. So I think it's been an evolution over a period of time. So like originally we were kind of black and bruised and uh, initially it was, hey, we just were happy to see more minorities. But I think as we got together and started talking, I think we realized there was a broader perspective on this based upon our our shared experiences. And so now I think we're still kind of figuring that out because part of it is, you know, both Hank and Maul said is, we do want to expand the social network um, but I think also there's an opportunity for education um, and part of the reason we came down with the idea of Shades of Hop is literally I think it was me Mo, and John sitting at nine zero pour, and we said you know what beer has all these different shades and colors and and they're always playing with different variations to create these unique flavors. I said so we do all that to make the beer diverse but yet we do nothing in the community. So part of it has been also to let people know, hey, we're out here. Like you started out and you said, you know, there's not a lot of uh, minorities out there. Well, there's 60 breweries out there across the country. There's thousands of beer drinkers and they're fast growing. And actually, a lot of them are women, too. So but my people I drink with don't know that. So I think there's an opportunity for us to grow the social network of it. Um, But I think long term. And what I see happening is when we interact with bloggers and influencers, um, we're talking to the National Diversity Council We're participating in different events. I think we can help other people to also appreciate. We're never gonna be the biggest part of the market. At the end of the day, minorities, for a lot of reasons, I think are not gonna be the biggest part of the market. But I think they're starting to become very aware we're here, we have a voice, Um, it's distinct. And I think it's maybe shaping how the breweries approach their market when they look at, at beer and not just as a one type kind of person, um, hipster with a beard, with glasses. You know what I mean? I think that 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 vision of the industry is changing and we're trying to evolve to match that. But I think we're still trying to figure that out as we go along, seeing what's out there, what's happening and kind of adapting as such.
2: So your response leads me to, to another question. So. The way that I interpreted your mission statement was that you were just trying to change the, not just, but you were part of the uh, reasons why you came together was you wanted to change the, the landscape and let other, bring other people into the fold um, and bring more people who are, may be interested in beer, um, different types of beer, but may not think that you all and you know we all exist. And so you want people, you wanna build a community where people don't feel like they're alone. And so you can you can um be you know the connoisseurs and you can enjoy it but based on what you just said it sounds as though you're looking to and you can correct me if i'm wrong you're looking to change the way that beer is marketed as well and it's not just one homogenous group i i I think I, 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 i mean i personally think so but i also think that's um what we've
0: seen going into that i go to other breweries i go to other places and I see what a truly diverse bar looks like, Um, and I also know what it feels like. So I think, again, we can have a lot of different legs, um, but part of it is we need a group of people to do it. Right now, there's only a few of us in this group, but if we can get a lot of people woke and conscious, um, there's a lot of things that we can do to have an impact on our local community, but also even the broader community because, we're learning to connect with each other across the country and not just be so local. So I think, like I said, as I'm, I'm seeing it, it's adapting and changing as we speak um, and our mission is
2: changing and adapting. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to add anything to what she just said? Michael, I, I want to hear your yeah. experience coming from Nova Scotia.
5: yeah um yeah i mean i've I've been here basically my my whole life but like my family uh was probably like the first blacks to settle in nova scotia so uh very very deep roots in, in nova scotia and drinking beer and and partying and stuff was was the whole scene back home you know um just hanging out with family and just you know throwing back some brews and uh i mean Not a lot of people can say in America, like, you know, like living here is like, you know, I'm from Nova Scotia, right? So that's, that's the pretty cool thing about being there too. And being the first black, you know, like my grandfather, the first black to, uh, to become a a chief in the Canadian Armed Forces. You know, I got, I get, like I said, I got a lot of history back home. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool.
2: So when you do a comparison, um, to the craft beer scene in in Nova Scotia and then you look at Jacksonville or even just the United States. Um, what do you draw from that comparison in it's, terms of it's the about diversity, the, it's,
5: it's, a, it's about the same. It's it's about the same. Not of us not a lot of us um, go to the you know the craft breweries back home too so it's it's about the same as America.
2: What's the, what's that, do you know what the African-American population is there? In in, in the U.S., I believe it's around 12%.
5: Ah, I couldn't even tell you.
2: I'm making you work hard. I apologize. No, you
5: really, you really are. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of us there, though. There is uh, a lot of the black community in Nova Scotia. I will say that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, It sounds as though you all may, at one point, You sound as though you're one of these businesses. You don't have a fully fleshed out business um, plan, which most people have business plans. It doesn't ever go that way, Um, but it sounds as though you're going to be a group that may, in the end, when it's all said and done, you may be a full service organization and you may be part, part, no, you don't think so? part of that catalyst no no Janelle just not for me I'm not for me I don't need another job this is
0: the fun part of my life mm-hmm. um other might think differently as far as branching it off into the, to doing that so I think it just it links back for me personally back to my my passion and love for what I do in my regular career so um, that's just, at least that's just me. Like I think we have a lot to do but to have a business and do all of that. I personally don't want to go that far with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there might be legs that come off of that that people might take on their own. Um, and I think, you know, individual members can speak to that directly. But I think right now there's so much to be done and given what's happening in the world, you know, uh, most people just don't know we exist. Like the hardest challenge is people don't know we exist. We're like the black unicorn.
4: Now with me w- learning about craft beer, I, I like to go to different breweries. I like to go to different festivals. And one of the main things I seen was a lot of people would say, hey, Hank, you drink all those weird beers or they'll try those different beers. Uh, what's up with that? And it'll be family members or people from my community that just that wasn't introduced to craft beer. Now, I personally was introduced to craft beer at a party and it was a guy who homebrewed. And I was like, man, this is pretty good. And so the different breweries he showed me or um, bottle shops he took, to, um, took me to in Virginia, there wasn't, I'd probably say maybe two, maybe three African-Americans or other minorities I would see in that setting. And a lot of people would tell me, well, I don't go to those places. And I'm like, well, why not? Well, we're not represented. They wouldn't say it that way, but hey, these are the type of people that go to those places. And I had to show them, hey, these things are for anybody. Beer is for anyone to come and enjoy, have a conversation, play some games at breweries, Um, just kick back and relax. Like Janelle said, it's a hobby. It's something that's fun to do. It's something that's cool to go out and say, man, I tried these four or five breweries in this city, and that was awesome. And well, I didn't like this one, but these are these are the things that we look for. These are things that are able for us to branch out and try something new.
3: Yeah, just wanted to add. Um, just wanted to piggyback off what Hank just said. You know, uh, that's how a lot of people view me as well. Uh, a lot of my friends, they like we see you drinking those weird, funny beers and blah blah blah. And they um and I just what I'm trying to do is build off that. Uh, you know and. Again, to build off what he said, I always ask my friends who never drunk craft beer their their interpretation of beer is obviously the domesticated stuff, like you know miller and and Bud and stuff like that. But I'm always asking them, "Hey, what kind of chocolate do you like? I bet I could find a beer for that. you know what kind of fruit or something that you like do you like?" wine, I bet I can get a beer that's comparable to that. So that's how I'm trying to include more of my friends and my co-workers into the craft beer scene. And it does work. And I'm not saying that everybody that, you know, I've given some craft beer to, they like it, but a lot of them can be like, um, it's not really my thing, but I can see why you like it. And that's kind of all what I'm looking for them to be open to try it. And also just going forward, once we do, you know, looking into having more events, they'll definitely come out and support and just feel more inclusive in, in those environments. And from that time we've made that mission statement till now, um, the, the pendulum has swung a lot. Like it, there was funny vibes going in certain uh, breweries, but now it's just like, I don't feel like you're being, I'm, I'm not as, I don't feel as singled out now as I did maybe some years ago, you know? And like, I, I understand it, but that's what we're trying to change. Like, I don't want to go into a brewery and feel like there's a black guy. You know, you know. So I don't. I don't, I, I felt that way before in the past, but I can definitely admit that now. Now I don't feel that way. That I'm just seen as a person who likes to drink beer. It's like a, and that's a great feeling.
2: So you all are hosting events at different breweries.
3: Yeah, we we've had what we consider events um in the past um we've had a few uh we've worked with um non-zero poor we've worked with main and six we've worked with beer 30 and san marco and um those things were um some great turnouts the one at non-zero poor was <laughs> it turned into a party <laughs> and uh, that that was great that's actually where um you know that was our first event and um that that was a great night you know main and six they're always supportive as well as our wolf um but i'll turn it over because i'm pretty sure some other people want to talk how <laughs> i can keep going man about giving these places in jacksonville their props do giving them their flowers now so
0: yeah our goal has really been lately pushing um engagement because you know i say it all the time four or five people can't do a whole lot 50 people can do a whole lot so I think to Maul's point, that's where we've shifted the pendulum, pendulum is that what you're seeing us focus on right now is a little bit less on events because you have to have the people to come. So we're spending a lot of time, at least I know I've realized people don't understand. We understand it because we get it. But when you still have um, influencers whose names go by the brother at the bar, that should tell you something. Um, <laughs> Like we have most of our, if you look at a lot of the hashtags, if you look at a lot of the influencers' names in the minority community, what's funny is that our names reflect the challenge that we go through. Like I have a separate thing that I do. It's black girls drink beer too, because that was the one answer. I kept saying all the time when I would order these heavy beers and I started in the craft beer, like I went in and said, I'm going to become a craft beer nerd and kind of built it that way. But people would challenge me and be like, you know, I'm like, you know, black girls drink beer too. And so mm-hmm. that's where I think, um, you know, we've talked a lot, you know, my, Kay, Ma, John, is that we realized we got to get the people engaged so that we can implement the things that we want to do. So that's why I think yeah. we've been kind of in this kind of shifting point. And Corona has had an impact too, because now people <laughs> are listening. They've got nowhere to yeah. go and
2: <laughs> and a lot of stuff going on it's right so it's, it's can't thing. run
3: from it, yeah, you can't run from it,
2: yeah, captive audience just by a show of hands, does anybody have any ambition of brewing their own beer? Okay, no, one person, Hank,
4: yeah, speak on it, um, yeah, brewing has been something that I've been passionate about since say probably six seven years ago I started with a small five gallon pot um, I think it was yep an oatmeal porter I made and it wasn't the greatest beer I let it fermented and it was one of those things that you look at a bottle of beer and you're like man I could do that you get all the instructions and you start watching YouTube videos and then the thing that I found out was there's not a lot of African Americans who brew beer so a lot of videos I watched so I started seeing certain people and certain influencers or brewers that I was really, really impressed by that. Hey, someone like me, who's at home brewing. And when I went into the um, brew shops to get grains and get my uh, malts and stuff like that, I I was the only one. So I took it as a challenge to myself to say, hey, this is something that I can build upon. This is something that when I'm in a conversation, and someone may not understand. Uh, may not think that I'm supposed to be there. They understand that. Hey, he knows what he's talking about. He gave me some good recommendations, and it kind of makes me feel good about myself being in a store and say, "Hey, man, check that IPA date. You might not want to get that. Or um, that's a little heavy if you're going to be mowing the grass or you're going to be outside. This is a little lighter. A shandy might be down your way, or a uh, Pilsner might quench your thirst a little bit. So just showing them that there's different options and. Me brewing, I want to create my own beers. I want to give people those options that I like to look for as well.
2: Yes, people who don't drink beer in general think that all beer is the same. And then you do what you just did. You break it down. And especially living in, in the South, especially in Jacksonville, Florida, you've got to be mindful of what you're drinking. Because mm-hmm. if you have a heavy beer on a hot day, you're done. <laughs> Unless you're a heavyweight. But I just know people I know, that they're, they're done for.
4: Yeah, I, I tell uh, people to get yourself a light IPA, something like with some some fruit action or give you that um, aroma. I know hazy IPAs are real big right now. Uh, Southern yeah. Swell does a lot of great things with those. So when you're at the beach and you stop by there, you might find something that you can kind of sip on and relax while being in that hot sun.
2: So for uh, people who don't drink beer, is there a gateway beer? a beer or a certain <laughs> beer to ease into it
3: because they can't just jump you know jump you know, into craft they've got to ease into it no, some suggestions? That's, that's a great question um because when I, I went to bold city brewery for you know it was the first time i really jumped into it and uh yeah your palate will get messed up if you try to jump into the deep end like do not i don't recommend it so um, a lot of people start with lighter beers and work their way up. I know that worked for me. And now I'm one of those that, like, if my beer isn't, like, 9% or up, I really don't mess with it. So um, that evolution is crazy. But, yeah, I definitely start off with, you know, like, blondes and, you know, Session IPAs, which are a little lower on the um, ABV. Um, that's just my – that's the way I kind of introduce the people whom I'm around to. But I, I never – throw them in there and say, hey, here's a double IPA, or here's a stout, that's like 10% because- Or here's they're a sour. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, or a sour, sour yeah. You know, the sour and the gozas, those, those help. Um, <laughs> definitely when it comes to females, that's how I kind of got my wife into it as well. You know, just starting with sours and stuff like that. I'm personally not that into it, but I've been trying to diversify myself in it, but that that's how, you know, that's how I would answer that question.
1: Why the
0: face, Janelle? Because it drives me crazy when they want to dump all the sours on females, because that's the whole stereotype that we're creating. So what I tell people is, is I think you can jump in. It just depends on if you know what you're getting into. Um, I started, I joined, uh, there's a place called Flying Saucer in Texas. And the whole idea is that every time you go, you can try up to three different beers. And when you get to a certain amount of beers, you get certain awards and stuff. So I jumped full in um, with the weird stuff, the wacky, the wild. Um, Because I think what happens personally is wherever you start is not where you end. So a lot of people, your palate changes. What you like, if you look at all the beers most beer people collected when they first started drinking, and then you look at what they're collecting now, it's like night and day because your palate gets more sophisticated. And it also depends upon your interest. So like if I have someone who's really into food, I mean, they're right. IPAs might not be the first thing traditionally because they're bitter. But if you know somebody's into those kinds of things, they might be a good pick. So I think part of it is you got to get to know people a little bit to be able to introduce them to stuff. Um, but I'm all for it. Try it. Taste it out. See if you like it. Now you know there's one thing you don't like or there's one thing you do like, but be prepared to have it changed because I guarantee you every beer drinker their palate, if you ask them a year after, they'll swear the beers taste different. They don't, your palate has changed.
2: Yes, that's true, the beer isn't is gonna change. It's, it's definitely your palate. You think about college and you start off with Natty Light and we used to call it the beast, Milwaukee's best. I mean, you're, yeah, you're working Milwaukee, on a limited budget. You have a limited budget. Yeah. And then as you get older, you know, you graduate from college, you're still broke. And then you get to a certain age, and you're like, I can afford some nice stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. and <laughs> exactly. It, it's, and it's, you know, the beer hasn't changed. You're exactly right. Your palate has changed and your preferences have changed. So, yeah. excellent, excellent. So do you all do any type, well, you, you're, you're, what you just said, Janelle, kind of led me to this question. Um, do you do any pairing with food? like um with any or do you foresee doing that in the future where not if you have a brewery like ardwolf i know they they serve food do you see yourself doing having an event where you're pairing it with food because people usually just pair food with wine and they don't think that you can pair it with beer unless that's something that you you don't think that unless it's something that you all do not believe in
0: no food pairing was actually pretty big for a while here in Jacksonville. There was tons of beer and food pairing. I don't know why it kind of fell off. Um, it's the nature of the market. I do think that it is just like a wine. If you look, if you look and listen to the average beer drinker describe their beer, it'd be the same as if they were drinking a wine. They're sniffing it. They're looking at the color. They're talking about the clarity. Um, And we do have alliances with um, chefs in the area. Um, I know in the past, there have been, like I said, tons of stuff that's happened in the area. And I think it's something we are extremely open to um, in the future, as long as we, you know, again, have the people to help us create and plan and do those events. Again, you got to have people to show up and come. And then it comes into the question that we always have is when you put events out, most of our beer drinking friends do not look like us. So the challenge that you have often is when you have these events, you don't want to make it exclusive and you're trying to also expand it to an open group. But what ends up happening is you have these events, it's gonna be all the same people who always go to these events. So I think part of it's trying to figure out, and I don't know what the right answer is, how can we do that in a way that's inclusive, but also really target the newbies, because that's where I started you know, and all those events and all that stuff and all those festivals. Um, How do you get the newbie in? Because I think you've mentioned it, Hank's mentioned it. I heard Mike mention it. There's economics that play a big part, too, in that um, craft beer is not cheap in general. Um, It's cheaper at the brewery. But if you're buying cans and bottles and you get into it, you have to have a certain amount of disposable income. So there's a lot of layers. It's more than just the color issue. I think the color leads into several other issues, and that's why we yeah. have to be able to adapt because we'll try something, it may flop. But you know what? We're still trying to figure out what works in Southern Florida. It may be different if we were in a different state. Here, we're building a network of minority drinkers. Some of them are here, but they're so dispersed. It's just, it's a bit more challenging.
2: It also, the, the, the economics plays into it, but I think the reason why you're drinking plays into it as well so you know some people want to drink to get a buzz and some people want to drink just to have that experience because it can be an experience so that has to be factored in into the equation as well so do you think that there's a particular area of the country where craft um, the craft beer brewery is uh, more so appreciated or where it's more prevalent in certain parts of the United States? And I'm really trying to gauge the um, mm. the minority um, Black black people who are brewing. Are there certain parts of the country where you feel um, it's more prevalent?
4: Hey. Um, I wouldn't say more prevalent. Um, I know a, a lot of areas have their a big presence and Florida, we do have a a presence here, but like other cities, Atlanta has a big African-American population um, there in the craft beer. They have a group out there called the Atlanta Beer Gang. And it's a group of guys doing the same thing as we are. We are just trying to find like-minded people, people that look like us to drink with and just educate. So they do host events. They do um, visits to breweries where they are collaborating and brewing beers. Um Texas, that's a real big hot spot right now. Um, a brewer down there at weather so um, Weather So uh, Marcus is brewing Black is beautiful. and it's a collaboration of many different breweries across the I think it's going global now. Um, I think they're on onward up to a thousand breweries and across the world that are brewing this beer that he's developed and they're putting their own twist on it, but also highlighting that, hey, Black is beautiful. We do have a voice. We're here to let you know that we we have some things that we want to say on this platform,
0: so. And I would say, you know, typical disparity that's in the country, I would agree with Hank. I think when you're dealing, there's some hot pockets on the East Coast. Um, I do a lot of traveling for craft beer, so I'm a big festival person. And where I notice I stand out more is when I go out. I want to say out West California, I think is also pretty big, but I can tell you there's been three day festivals that's had two, 3000 people per day that I've gone to in Denver, where I've been the only person I've had that happen in most of the Midwestern states. So I think those are states that aren't historically high minority populations to begin with. So I would say is wherever you see more of us, where you might see more of us in the breweries, but um, at least from what I've noticed is when I go out to different places, I see it a little bit, I'm gonna say always, but it's lacking in some of
2: those Midwestern-y, middle-ish states. Yeah, you all had posted something, I don't know if it was on Facebook or on uh, IG, and it was an article about Black breweries, and it listed all of the Black breweries throughout the country. And I was just shocked. I was shocked because I lived in Denver for one year. And I was shocked that there were a couple there. And there were some in, in, in Massachusetts. And as I was going through the list, I was thinking, wow. OK, so when I go back to these places, I'm going to make a point to, to visit, because I did not know. Um, that was a great article, and it gave the, the list. But I was really excited about the ones in the Massachusetts area as well, because that, um, that's where I'm from, the Northeast. So um, it's, it's interesting to, to see how much I didn't know. <laughs> um, even though there aren't a lot of us, I think it, it feels good to see that there are people out there doing, doing what you're doing and, and uh, have basically the same mission and vision uh, uh, concerning what, what they wanna see and what they wanna do. Are there any um, particular influencers that you all wanna shout out that you feel has been a, a, a great representative of what it is that you're
3: looking to do? Paul? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, Janelle, you know, I've met on this uh, the craft beer app untapped uh, around about, gosh, 2012, 2013. And we actually first met in person around about 2014, 2015 at the old ward of beer i walked past her she's like oh and i was like you call me i don't, I don't see nobody here i know and i looked and i was like oh you know and then it was like we it's like we known each other for years you know sat down had a beer with her i think mike i actually want to say mike or a, a friend of mine corey was with me and uh yeah since then ever since then you know she's seen my little kids from when my oldest was Not even a year old now, he's about to be seven next month, you know. So she's seen my family growing, she knows my wife, you know. I introduced her to Mike, so yeah, she, I, you know, I don't want to sound cliche or anything like that, trying to shoehorn her, but no, she's absolutely been the one that, you know, I look up to when it comes to craft beer, you know. Like, she's never any, even when it comes to this group, uh, Tanya, I'll tell you, like, she'll tell you, we always laugh about this, like, every time we talk, because I'm the one that, like, I'm like, man, let's go make a craft beer island. And she's like, no, like we don't need to do that yet. You know, we just need to do baby steps. She's always wanting to rein me back in if I'm thinking too big, or if I'm just doing a little bit too much. But I appreciate that because we got that, we got that relationship, we got that honesty. But you know, I just, you know, I just marvel at um how much she's respected, you know, in the city. Also when she goes to other places, she's always quick to be like, hey, I'm about to go here. I'll bring something back for you quick. Anytime I see her, she cracking open something. Hey, poor, take this, drink this. I'm like, ah, all right, cool. But, you know, uh, I'll always be grateful for um, the knowledge that I've got from her, definitely.
0: Thank you, Mo. that was sweet. Um, it's yeah, no it's interesting because, you know, a lot of it's come organically. I started just getting into craft beer, but it's the influencers that educated me on craft beer. Like the reason you saw that article is because someone shared that with me. And that's the uniqueness about the minority community. I look at things like um, Janelle Nicole Beckham. It just so happens, I didn't realize for the longest time that J stood for Janelle. She's the national um, ambassador for the Brewers Association. So she definitely has, like, she's probably one of the bigger bloggers, and I've been trying to work with her to get a list of all the influencers that are out there, but some of the bigger ones that you'll see pop up a lot, and you'll probably hear us reference some of the same ones, would be like um, Blackbeard Traveler, uh, Ale Sharpton, um, the Blackbeard Connoisseur. There's, uh, I'm trying to think, there's so many of them. And and to the point that I forget their real names half the time because I only know them by their Instagram or IG names. Um, But they are the ones that I think changed my vision of more than just being happy to see another Black person at the bar. They also helped me understand is white people want to see more Black people at the bar. They want to see more minorities at the bar. And it, it just opened my mind up to what people were really doing and how many of us were out there so um, those are probably my topic a lot of them are in the atl area as hank mentioned um i think i knew the atl gang before i knew hank which is odd and one day i was because i'm the person who goes to festivals that i'm like hey you're a black person i don't know you but there's only five of us let's talk about craft beer and i met these dudes and they said you must know my buddy hank and i'm like who's hank and then I meet him and his name's Anthony. So I don't put the two together and then realize we're in all the same circles. We just didn't know it <laughs> that we were connected, to all the same people. And so part of the one thing we've been trying to do, and this is, you know, thank you, Maul, for saying that is I think we're trying to share it with each other. So I tell them, I said, any person you see me following, go in and follow, introduce yourself, yeah. talk to them, say yeah. hi. Because just like any community, the beer community is built on relationships. So you can't buy your way in. You can't necessarily smile your way in. You gotta be present. You need to buy their products. You need to show up at their bars. You need to be that force for them to realize that you have a voice and they should listen. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorites, Hank and Mike? I'm curious now. Yeah.
4: Well, you hit you hit on some of my my um, favorites there. But um, when I when I started really getting heavy into craft beer and looking online and posting, I started, like you said, going on Instagram. Now I start seeing other, other minorities like myself drinking beer. And so started hitting DMS and messaging people like, Hey, where you get that from? Um, black brew culture. They, there's a group that's online that was really inspirational to me because one of my favorite shirts that I got from them was a Wu-Tang saying was craft, um, craft rules everything around me. And I love that shirt. And I'm like, man, there's people like me who, who inspire, who know how to twist words and make things that fit our culture into the craft beer. And that's one thing that I look for heavy when I'm out and about. I'm looking for those things that make me feel, like feel that it's my, my area, that we are not just a minority here. We are contributing to this culture of this beer culture. So they're a good one. A um, guy named Shannon Harris, I talk to him a lot. He does brewing in, uh, he's in Austin, yeah, Texas. He does brewing there. He's brewing with some big breweries out there. Um, Just he started home brewing, posting pictures online. Really dope individual. Uh, let's see who else I like out there. There's so many people that I, I link up with, message, talk to, and realize hey, there's more of us out here in this community that that we are making our stand right now.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
5: Um, I would say, uh, I would definitely say Janelle because uh, I would tell her all the time, like, yo, she was like, well, try this beer. It's a sour. Try it out. I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm going to like it, man. It's a sour. And she was like, just try it. You might like it. Seriously, just try it. So she definitely opened my palette up and just opened up you know, my mind to trying different things, especially like, well, and that and mall mall too. He would, he will push a beer on me. And I've known mall basically my whole life, <laughs> basically my whole life. <laughs> um, and then I got another friend, uh, a shout out to Jack's beer crew. Um, they definitely, you know, shoot me a couple of beers here and there and tell me, yo, try this out. This is really good. Uh, try this brewery out, you know? So, yeah that's
3: about it yeah and, and um you know what uh tanya i'd definitely be i'd feel bad if i actually didn't give the actual breweries in jackson for their props too um because customer service goes a long way we all know that um and there are a lot of breweries here that you go in there they make you feel like your family um they're great as far as hey you want to we got this thing you want to taste some you know i think you should like this heck you can ask them hey is this good uh, nah we didn't really hit this the way we wanted to like the honesty that these breweries and the knowledge that these breweries and the you know the people that work there uh i definitely want to give them them props as well so um, yeah I, I definitely want to mention that
2: yeah i've never gone into any brewery in jacksonville and felt uncomfortable you go in there and right. you ask a question and they're knowledgeable it's just a different age and right. i guess because it's craft beer it's different and just going to a bar mm-hmm. you ask them about the beer right. and most of them can give you specifics and, and if, yep. um, if you ask a question such as well what is this like they'll ask you what do you like and they can tell you whether there's you know the similarities and the differences and things along those lines and see you know if they can find a beer that would be you know uh to your liking so yeah definitely big shout out to the jacksonville breweries um are there any additional Florida breweries that um, or groups that you all um, have linked up with or that you, you partnered with? I know uh, I'm cool. a part of, um, of a ahead, couple of
0: groups in Florida. So um, my network comes, I always say, from the festival circuit. So um, you've probably seen me work a festival. I just run off and I go. And most of the people I've met, I've met at festivals. So I'm a part of a couple of the main Tampa uh, craft beer groups. Um, I know uh, definitely uh, Green Bench. Uh, he actually brought a lot of the big festivals. Chris did. The owner of Green Bench brought a lot of festivals in town. Um, there's Hop Hop. I'm gonna get his, I'm gonna mess this up. Hop Circles in Orlando. Uh, there are some small pocket groups, but that's part of the challenge is individual craft beer drinkers. There's not minority craft beer groups. There's not a lot of them. You will find individual bloggers. You will find individual influencers, but most of the major groups, um, they're starting to change though. So there's like the black beer introverts. What's the other one, hey, that we're a part of the black beer introverts? And what's the other one? You, does anyone know the name no, of it? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, but there's some like Facebook posts on there. But for Florida, um, a lot of the breweries that I look to for diversity are going to be Tampa and Miami um, and Orlando. Uh, There's other breweries than that. But those are the, the, the bigger chunks of breweries are up that way. And that's where you'll see a lot of bigger beer drinkers up. I mean, Jacksonville's growing as a market, but I've only been here five years. Look at how many breweries. I think we have about 18 breweries, technically. Breweries, bottle shops, tap rooms, things like that. I think there was about 18 to 21 in the city. And we literally had Might breweries open in the middle of COVID. Like who opens a brewery in the middle of COVID? Jacksonville does, because- And I'll be right in that too. I'll
4: be right in too.
0: We had like three breweries open up in the middle of a, of a virus. And those breweries are all thriving because of the beer community, the whole beer community.
2: Yeah. Next one, next one. which three opened during covid
0: now you're gonna make me test myself um culture collective was one
3: yeah um was it post- was it then kingmaker
0: yeah kingmaker is another
3: kingmaker in the there's old an intuition building yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah there's an announcement of one um i don't know what their name is they're going on post was it
3: post-mortem? Post-mortem.
0: postmortem postmortem and um when did uh uh, it's not really a brewery, but it's Buckner's Beer Hall. Didn't that open up in the middle of all this stuff too? Or was that there for a while?
3: I never heard of it.
0: Buckner's Beer Hall um, over Murray Hill? Mm, where did, There's another one in Murray oh, Hill. That, yeah, that's... I, just can't, I can't think of it because some of them, it's we've been out of pocket for a couple of months. So I haven't been to all of them, but yeah. I actually do have a can from Culture Collective because someone gave me one. And um, that's in an Orange Park. Yeah.
2: So the one in, in one in Murray Hill is, I think they, they I remember when they were building it last year, they, um, I think they were, uh, they took the space that used to be a club <laughs> in Murray Hill uh, on, on Edgewood that kept on opening and closing and they just, it's nice, it's absolutely beautiful. Yep. And what they've done in that Murray Hill community, because right across the street, there's another brewery. Um, yeah. So brewery. The, last year, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the last And I think that's it. In the last three years, Murray Hill has just really changed that whole landscape. And it's, yeah. it's not very big. It's within that, it's like in a half mile area where you've seen a couple of breweries pop up. And they're doing It's great. easier for them to get into from a business standpoint.
0: So the newest hotbed is Murray Hill because in Jacksonville so many of our buildings are older and there's a lot of um, requirements that come with that. So you being able to buy into these neighborhoods that are up and coming is only as good as the um, historical association that's with that community so you'll usually find if you know San Marco is too expensive to go into now riversides become too expensive in many places places that are still up and coming are going to be Springfield and that San Marco area and what's interesting is that yeah. because people don't want to come across the bridge you're starting to see even I'm surprised so much has creeped over into Orange Park and even Mandarin starting to pop off a little bit yeah. now because everybody's realizing they could have their own little beer hall or brewery um, in their neighborhood. So they're either starting them on their own because literally these places are opening up and I don't even know where all the people are coming from, where are starting them, but they're popping up. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you. Um, do, do you all have any merchandise? I know you have the, the shirts, Janelle, but do you all have any merchandise that you all are selling? And if so, how would I be able to get it?
4: As of right now, we don't have any merchandise um, just yet, but it is in the works. So we are developing some ideas, got some things going on and talking. Um, It's just one of those things that we want to make sure that it's right and want to make sure that whatever we're putting out there has the Shades of Hots name and branded like that, branded well. Right. Thank
2: you. So um, do you want to give your social handle, your social media handles, Paul?
3: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, We have an IG, um, Shades of Hops with a Z at the end instead of an S. Um, That has been um, going, you know, since we've been a group. If you want to follow us, definitely, definitely follow us. We follow back. We um, definitely are trying to do more as far as spotlighting breweries here in Jacksonville, craft beer news, um, supporting each other endeavors that we have going um, yeah, that's where you can find us at individually plug myself. Um, you can find me at bruise underscore N underscore boxing. So Bruise and boxing. That's where you can find me at. Um, actually in our bio, if you follow us on shades of hops, if you check our bio, all of our individual, um, in Instagram handles are under there. So that's where you can follow us at individually. Well, I'm going to plug myself in, Maul.
4: Forget that. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> you can find me at I am Brew and Q on Instagram. So I do a little bit of barbecuing and I do drinking. So you might see some beer posts and some ribs, some um, Boston pork butts there. I, I do it all. I try to keep my stuff updated and keep everything fun.
2: Nice.
0: I um, am on Instagram, and that's usually where I do most of my blogging or whatever you want to call it, under uh, Curvy Beer Gal. and then I also do the hashtag. There's more than one group that's out there that's doing it, but it's um, hashtag is Black Girls Drink Beer Too, um, so when you saw the shirts that come up, that's where that came from, because I just was like, you know what, just read the shirt. Stop asking me questions. Um, yeah, that's it. And the link for that is boobs and beards. I know it's got a horrible name to it, <laughs> but that's where my is that was the conversation that started.
3: Yeah,
0: so um, the head at my boobs and beards. Is the name going to change? No, because that's my personal.
3: Shocking. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the way that that unfolded was just hilarious, and she changed Went her. So she's like, yeah, da, da, da. And, and it's boobs and beard, and then. The cadence changed. Like, no, 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 let me
1: explain. Hold on, hold on,
3: hold on. <laughs> you see what we deal with? It's... <laughs> yeah, right. That's what's... that's the big sister, though. So it's like second. That's that's Chanel in a that nutshell. That's big sister. That's big sis. That's I'm her.
0: highly inappropriate. I-, I accept that.
3: Right. right. And we love, and love on, it. And we love it. We love every last
5: yeah. bit of it. I swear yeah. I do. Um, and-, and mine would be. Uh beer, 35 on Instagram. Um, I just post a lot. I do a lot of family pictures too. A lot of family pictures, a lot of beer. Um, yeah, that's about it. I got a newborn, so I'm taking a lot of pictures of him. Right. Well, not a newborn. He's like one now. But uh, yeah, I took a lot of pictures of him for sure. But uh, you can follow me on there. Well, thank you very much. I
2: appreciate you guys, um, you know, sharing your your friday night with me you know just a little bit of time yeah Yeah. we do have one plug though we have one big plug we need to put out
3: Uh so i heard
0: i heard hank mention the black is beautiful project um that is something that is very important to us because if you look now and look up some of these influencers we've talked about all the individual groups are going out and partnering with breweries that they feel demonstrate that respect and that diversity. And they're brewing hand in hand with the brewers. So um, the Black is Beautiful movement, as Hank said, it's in 15 countries now. They've hit over a 1,000 breweries. Um, And it's the brewery industry coming out in one sound saying, we think Black is beautiful. Um, We brewed that beer in collaboration with Ardwolf and with Maine and Six. We also found out that Fish is participating in that initiative as well. So is well. Um, all of the beers, I know the one that we physically went in and brewed on, that's going to be probably available in the next two weeks. So I checked on it today. They said it's going to go into the keg this week, and then it's going to, um, probably be ready for cans the week after that. And probably the other two brewers will be available. And they're all going to taste slightly different. So the cool part is, I encourage you, there's going to be a limited supply, but there's going to be tons of them but they're all gonna taste different. And I can see this being a fun kind of collector's edition because I've already been hit up on Instagram from folks who were like, you know, Marcus, can you get me um, this? And can I trade you with that? So I think it's just great because it's not just a movement, it's a movement by the whole, and we've never seen the entire beer industry come out in one note this large. And I think it's gonna set a precedent for how we support causes in the future instead of thinking things in terms of just our own neighborhood or Southern Florida or Orlando, thinking about the beer industry as a whole. How can we as a whole make a difference? And I don't know any other industry that's come out this strong um, and might add 100% of our proceeds are going. A brewery that's donating 100% of their proceeds
3: 100%
0: are, are breweries that are committed to diversity. They don't even wanna be in the photos. They want to just have us have an impact in the community. And that, to me, if we accomplish nothing else, that's change. And that's built. And it's ongoing. And I'm very proud of uh, our relationship with these breweries. But I'm also very proud of the breweries' openness to hear us when we call them out sometimes and say, you know what? This ain't cool. It's not always fun and games. But I think that's part of the relationship. I hope we can continue to grow. in the breweries because that's truly how we're going to have the impact larger than of ourselves is really getting everybody involved in and realizing it's not just my cause because i want to see a minority person next to me diversity makes things better diversity of thought diversity of flavor diversity of food and now it's diversity of beer when you add diverse people things are better and so we look forward to the what's better that's coming um in the world
2: of craft beer yeah Anybody
3: else wanna add to that? No, yeah, I just wanna quickly say, uh, when it comes to the people that, the breweries locally that are participating in the the Black is Beautiful movement, um, it's not a piggyback thing either. It's not like, oh, so much going on, we wanna appease people by doing this. This is actually legit interest because of the connections that they have with us and and also in the community. So I just wanted to add that too. It's not like they're just doing this, and after this done, that like they don't want to be. They're just going to forget that we exist. We have we develop a relationship with them that will continue to grow in the future. So I just want to let people know that this isn't something that they expect to be a one-off and then it's done. This is something black and beautiful will continue to grow. Thank not you. just it's not just a fad. It's not just a fad.
5: That's the cool thing about it.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with me.